whatnot. Um, you've not failed, notably. You're not in probation. You're having C's and D's. But when your whole life is being brought together and every aspect is being brought, who see people that give precedence or importance to values, to principles, and to precepts. Hallelujah. Living carelessly. Living carelessly. What I want to from that is living carelessly even if it's one ounce of your life when everything is brought together you will see the effect of it hallelujah so even if you are an A student here now and when it comes to God and church and Bible and things like that you are an average student when your life is being summed as somebody that had 50-50-50 in everything when he's summed is higher in the average than you you had 80 academics 15 spirit when everything is brought together you he will surpass you hallelujah hallelujah so when you are coming to church in fact let me not even go to church first when you have decided that you are a believer in christ jesus i was asked that question one time and it took me time to answer why are you born again and when i finally answered i knew i knew my own reason so you also need to answer also to also have your own personal answer for it because we are here because we're born into christian families the majority of us and so what happens if you were not born into such a background that's why when we leave our homes and we come into the university where some of those restraints have been removed hmm? some of those have been removed you find people that they tend to deviate and you locate and trace this one's father is a pastor but the way he's living on campus you can swear that that guy has never seen church church simon in his life hallelujah value principles value values have values as a person so when a person that has values has a person that values value leaves his house and he's going for bible studies he will not leave his bible hallelujah yeah when a person that values values leaves his house as a lady when you are walking out of your room checking yourself in the mirror your dress will not only be something that you like it will also be something that if somebody else sees you hey, they'll be able to look at you and relax do you understand what i just said there are people you you will see as ladies and the minute you see them Hallelujah. Do you understand what I just said now? Someone that values values, both male and female, in every aspect of your life, let there be values. Let there be things that define your character. Hallelujah. 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 That is when we'll talk of the word profiting you. Amen. Because someone that is careless, no matter how much you preach to him, what the word of God will first and foremost do will be to change his character first and give him some level of importance for things. If those things are not still there, you'll find that you are giving a gold ring to a pig. Hallelujah. Let's not deviate too much. God will help us in Jesus' name. Bottom of bottom line of what we are saying is be someone that has value and I don't mean value like being important, be someone that has values, be someone that has principles hallelujah you will not come for Bible studies and then you are just coming to feel righteousness, 
You are wasting that one hour, 30 minutes of your life. You could have been sleeping sound sleep. Better sleep. But I trust God to touch everyone here under the sound of my voice. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Alright, let's look at the book of Timothy. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16 to 19. Effective Bible studies. Effective Bible studies. Open your Bible. Read the Bible. Second Timothy three, verse sixteen and seventeen. Let's start from fifteen. If you're with your Bible, you can read. Let's go to one to go. And how from childhood. You have been acquainted with the sacred writings which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. 16. All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness. I'm reading from Gideon's Bible. That the man of God may be complete, equipped for every I said we should read together. It's as if I was the only one reading. Let's take 16 and 17. One to go. All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. Hallelujah. All scripture is for this purpose. And so when the scripture is prepared or when it was prepared every word that god made compiled together as the scripture when it was prepared it was prepared with the intent that when it's administered it will be able to teach reprove correct and train a person and the kind of person was still stated that the man of god for every good work hallelujah for every good work. Every good work. Amen. I'll show you something else. Acts chapter 6, verse 1 to 4. Effective Bible studies. Acts chapter 6, verse 1 to 4. disciples were increasing in number, a complaint by the Hellenists arose against the Hebrews because their widows were being neglected in the daily distribution. And the twelve summoned the full number of the disciples and said, It is not right that we should give up preaching the word of God to serve tables. Therefore, brothers, pick out from among you seven men of good repute, full of the spirit of wisdom, full of the spirit and of wisdom, whom we may appoint to do this duty. But we will devote ourselves to prayer and the ministry of the world. Hallelujah. 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 Now, I doubt that there are people who are just seeing that scripture for the first time. But it's something I like to point out from that place. It says, in the days that the disciples were increasing, note the word disciples. 
all the disciples were increasing and the 12 were also amongst these ones something happened an issue arose and there was some sort of confusion now the 12 who had been with jesus everyone was categorized as disciples in one so everyone seated down here if you believe in jesus i'm not saying we are all disciples if you believe in jesus and submit to his teachings you are a disciple of jesus so everyone here let's assume are disciples and he says in the days that we are increasing in number such a thing were to happen he says the 12 the pillars of the faith at the time called all the disciples together and said it is not right that we all as leaders should give ourselves to seven tables let's speak from ourselves people who we know handle the job properly while we give ourselves to the word to the ministry of the word and prayer hallelujah you've seen that you've seen it up to there in your bible amen so disciples have a calling more so the disciples of jesus have a calling and one of that calling is the ministry of the word and also prayer let not all of us be distracted by these things let's assign these duties they were not saying we want to exempt ourselves let's assign these things to people who we know can handle them while we give ourselves we are traveling from macedonia to philippi we are going from place to place we are engaged by many things so we know that disciples who share the same spirit of god can handle this thing and said let's pick people who are capable from amongst us and they now picked those who they knew to be very faithful in the world and in prayer Pete, you know their name Stephen, philip and nikolai and the rest and the rest and the rest hallelujah but the general knowledge i want us to see there is that it is fundamental knowledge that everyone that is called a disciple prayer and studying the word of god is not something we now shift to other people hallelujah you're serving in sanctuary units for instance you're serving in decoration unit or in the choir you are in media you're in prayer no let's not go to prayer band yet you're in greeters which other unit doesn't like praying technical unit somebody say technical unit hallelujah you are in these other units of the church that are not obligated eh? they are not obligated to study the word in your or pray they are not obligated to study the word or pray you are serving in that unit and perhaps as time is going on you are very faithful in your service in fact, you don't miss Tuesday Bible studies, you don't miss any rehearsal, you don't miss any service day. You are faithful in the choir. Even when they don't pick you out to sing, you are always there. Can I tell you that there is another obligation, there is an obligation that you have, even to the choir, even to decorating. There's an obligation you have even to playing the instrument. There's an obligation you have, greeters, even to welcoming people to church. Ushers, there's an obligation you have as a disciple of Jesus. And it is the ministry of the word and... You are sleeping. It's the ministry of the word and... Hallelujah. You use your mouth and said it. The ministry of the word and prayers is not excusable. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
And so even in this scripture that we are seeing now, the same people that had been called out to focus or to give attention to sharing food and handling duties like sanctuary, handle duties like media, handle duties like technical, handle duties like ushering in the church. These seven that were called out. If you go to 8 of 6, Acts chapter 6 verse 8, you will see the exploits that these people had done. Still showing us that regardless of where they were serving or whatever capacity they were serving, there was a consciousness they had that it was Jesus that they were to represent on the earth. And if a man is a disciple of Jesus, there is one thing that will show forth how much you have become him. And you will not become him by talk alone. Hallelujah. If preaching alone were to make a man like Jesus, every preacher is righteous. You can, or every preacher is holy. Are you hearing me? If going to church were to make a man like Jesus, everyone that ever attended church, even if you were going to wedding, you just pass. Every one of such person is holy. But if you must become like Jesus, then you must give yourself to the doctrine of Jesus. And they were two of such. The word and prayer. And Jesus entered the synagogue as his manner was and he began to teach them. And another notable characteristic that Jesus had was prayer. And so when the disciples one day unfolded this, their confusion, Jesus, you pray a lot to teach us how to pray. Amen. Disciples of Jesus, you have a responsibility. Added to whatever you are doing, God is pleased, God is proud, God is happy with you that you are in Sunday school, God is happy that you are singing in the choir, but there is a responsibility you have and it is to study the Bible, it is also to pray. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Please answer me. We are not quarreling. Hallelujah. Amen. Alright. The introduction has been handled there. Now, the Bible as the word of God. Second Timothy chapter 3 from verse 16 it says that all scripture is given by the inspiration of God. Second Timothy 3 verse 16 again. Okay, it's on the screen. But I like the Gideon's translation. All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete and equipped for every good work. Hallelujah. The Bible is the source, or should I say, is the number one source of God's word. The Bible is the number one source. Hallelujah. I'm careful with my words because in lyrics of songs you find the word of God there in your hymn book you find the word of God there when you listen to messages they are preaching the word of God hallelujah there are Christian books you pick up Christian literature and you find the word of God there but the source the number one source of God's word is the Bible and the credibility that this book has now, as recorded in the Bible, says everything written here, still in Hebrews again, it was mentioned that there is nothing that comes by a prophet that is not proved by God. No prophecy comes by the will of man. If a man opens his mouth and begins to talk as a man of God, 
Eh? He's a holy man and he has been inspired by God. So everything you find in the Bible, number one, as a Christian, it bears credibility that it is the word of God. We are not believing it because, oh, that's what they just passed down to us. So when you are reading the Bible, when you want to study the Bible, and you are asked why, understand and respond that this is the word of God. And when you are saying the word of God, you are not just saying it as casual. You understand the meaning of what you mean. It is inspired by God. Men wrote it, you should know, but it was inspired by God. Hallelujah. So the Bible is God's word. Amen. Amen. Back to effective Bible studies. If the Bible is God's word, then there is necessity for studying it effectively. There's necessity for going through its pages, going through what it teaches, going through the pages of it effectively in order to see the intent and the contents therein properly. Hallelujah. So, the first purpose for studying the Bible Purposes for studying the Bible. Number one, edification. Purposes for studying the Bible, edification. And the word edification now is something we have to break. When you say you are edifying something or you are edified, you have been built up, you have been constructed, you have been encouraged, you have been raised, you have been strengthened. And so when you take your Bible to study it, believers in Christ, what you are doing is that you are building your faith. You are building yourself in the doctrine, in the knowledge, and in the faith that you have in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Please don't be distracted. So whenever you are studying your Bible, what you are doing at that moment is edifying yourself. It's not just some religious routine. Perhaps you will not see evidence at the moment. Maybe if you are praying in tongues, after some time you will begin to feel heat in your body. But when you are studying the Bible, what is happening there? There's an edification going on also. Bible says that he that prayed in tongues edifies himself. Yes. When you study the Bible also, you are edifying yourself. You are building your mind. You are building your spirit. You are strengthening your faculties with the doctrine of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. That is how you know when temptation. It is a man that has edified himself or fortified himself carefully by the word of God that will react properly when temptation arises. Now, I'm not talking of temptation of evil times. I'm talking of temptation of seduction to sin. Hallelujah. The temptation of Jesus in Matthew chapter 4, where we saw, or we read before, how that the devil came and brought forth things that were seemingly unavoidable to him at the moment. But his victory over these things, his victory over these trials and affairs that came at the time was because this is a man that had studied the word of God. He had been built in the word of God. Hallelujah. That guy is not a new member in this church. You know him very well. Amen. He had been built up in the word of God. And so rising and falling will continue to be a problem because 
the only solution you have is when you come to church and an altar call is made and you run out and kneel down and prostrate jesus i will never do it again but when you go back home there is nothing that is sustained or building you up as it were bible studies is that thing hallelujah hallelujah when you study the word of god you are being edified one of the things that edification is like i mentioned earlier but i'm now specifically mentioning is that you are growing in faith you are growing in faith edification so it's a heading then under that one growing in faith in romans chapter 10 verse 17 you see that faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of god you believe that first unto salvation but do you also know that faith unto academic excellence, for instance, also comes by hearing the word of God. Faith to supernatural healing also comes by hearing the word of God. Thank God for last Sunday's preaching about excellence or succeeding as a believer. Saved to succeed or saved for success. And after you hear a word of God like that and you, are, and you believe it, you receive and accept it in faith. It also bets a possibility for success in you. That is also another measure of edification that the word of God plays in the life of a believer. So you grow in faith by hearing the word of God. You grow in success by hearing the word of God. Remember the scripture we started with, 2 Timothy 3. It says that it equips the man of God unto every good work. And the first thing it will do, equipping you unto all good works, is building your faith in that aspect. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I like this scripture in Hebrews, when it mentions Hebrews 11, and it says, Sarah, even in her old age, received strength to conceive. She received strength to conceive by faith. Sarah received strength to conceive. And I removed the conceive part. And I put by faith. I put somebody else's name there. Receive strength to make A's. Are you seeing? By faith, somebody receives strength to conquer territories. It's in that Hebrews 11. I was just changing the names and changing the circumstances. That was what the word of God was doing. And when you are studying it that way, it is opening more possibilities for you. So many a times, the preacher may not even directly say what is wrong or challenging you at the moment. But when you have gone home and you go through your scripture, in your own personal Bible study time, you can have personal deliverance in your room eh, that even in a deliverance session, you were missed because of one or two distractions. Hallelujah. What is happening inside your room at that moment is more profound and deep than what could have just happened by a waving of hand and you fell down and rolled. Because you don't understand what happened. Hey, that, that man of God is powerful. He just mentioned Bible and my legs started shaking. But when you are inside your room and you are being edified as you study the word of God, you are the Holy Ghost is opening your eyes to see what and what and what and what. The Bible, remember, we are not going far from the, 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 the central topic or the central Bible verse for teaching. The disciples approached Jesus one time and said, teach us how to pray. And it is documented carefully in the Bible, not for any, for, for you and I, that when we read, we will be edified by what we see in the Bible. 
Hallelujah. Every story, every instance, every case that has made its way into this book is not here by chance or by accident, but it is for edification. To build up whoever reads it, that person's faith. To build up their knowledge in God, in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Another purpose I'll give you now, we'll go further, as we go further, we'll see more. In number two is for a defense. And we readily know this one. Because we only run to the Bible when we have challenges. We only run to scriptures. When we want to use the Bible to fight battles, for instance. Thank God for Nollywood movies and the home theaters that we have already been introduced to. And so when the preacher is battling a demon, he does not just tell it, get out. He will bring a scripture first. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers. And then when he has finished saying it, he will now say, in the name of Jesus, get out. That strategy and formula is very correct. But the reception of it by viewers has been tainted. It's wrong. So there are scriptures we keep, for instance, for certain occasions. If somebody is sick now, this is the scripture I should always quote for that situation. I'm not saying that this is not correct. I'm not saying it's not proper. After all, the, the example or the illustration I'm giving now is that the word of God is for a defense. But I also want to let you know that when you take the word of God as a defense tool only, that's what it will, it will just be for you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But the first thing that you should know about the word of God is that it is there to build you up. It is there to equip you. In character deficiency, that's what the word of God is there to do. In spiritual deficiencies, that's what the word of God is there to do. In academic deficiencies, do you believe me? The word of God is there. While I was preparing, I, I received an inspiration. And he said, do you know that if you are a good student of your books, you will love to study the Bible. Ah, I just sat down and I was... Then he now said, if you don't read your book, you will not read the Bible. I now search because I have to check my life first. I now checked. It's true. When I really read the Bible, that time I really studied my book like this. So when you have not read your book, your excuse will be, ah, I've not read my book, I cannot go and read the Bible. But when you are someone that likes knowledge, you desire knowledge, and you are faithful in your books, your academic books, you will also be faithful in the Bible. That excuse of, oh, I'm reading my book, I'm not reading the Bible, it will not be there. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so, an equipping has come from the scripture, enabling you for every other aspect of your life. Enabling you even in marriage. Hallelujah. Even in marriage, all of those things are documented and captured in scripture, equipping you thoroughly and all around. So the Bible was also a defense. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 17 also tells us how, how the word of God is likened to the sword of truth. Hallelujah. Amen. For a defense. Now, I also want you to know that when the Bible is mentioned as a sword, it is not one you hold with your hand. Amen. Amen. It is a sword that comes from your mouth. When the Bible is likened to a sword in Ephesians 6 verse 17, it is not for your hand, it is for your mouth. When the words you have believed inside 
come forth out of your mouth. Yes, that's another thing. Those scriptures that you keep for defense, those scriptures, you don't believe them. You quote them because of the circumstance that you have found yourself in. Oh, Psalm 91. He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High. You are passing and cobweb. Cross your face. He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall have. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He became me to ladder and green pastures. You have not believed these words. You have not received them into your spirit first. And when they are now coming out that way, they are just coming from your lips. But when the word of God comes from inside you, your spirit, after you have received them in Bible studies, meditated over them, you have saved it and you have applied it in your life. Even though you just received it at that moment, application is not the instant. There is a stage to application that you are virtually applying it to your life. At the moment, you are hearing that you are the light of the world and you are a city set on a hill that cannot be hid. I am the light of the world. Udeme is the light of the world. So all this one I've always seen, I've always been saying, I don't like standing out to Jesus is actually saying a counter thing that I am the light of the world. Are you seeing that you are applying it to your life? You've not yet begun to do anything, but you are applying it in your seat while the word of God is being ministered to you, perhaps as you are studying. Hallelujah. And so for a defense, it comes from your mouth and then it assuages the situations of life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. All right. Another purpose of Bible studies is for successful Christian living. Successful Christian living. Psalm number one, one to six. I know that there are people we can say it together, right? Psalm one, one to six. Can we say it together? Blessed is the man that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in this law doth he meditate day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of waters that bringeth forth its fruit in his season and his leaf doth not wither. And whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Hallelujah. And whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. And God spoke again to Joshua in Joshua chapter 8 and he said, this Joshua 1 verse 8, this book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth. Hallelujah. And going at the end, he now says, when you have obeyed in meditating on it day and night and keeping them faithfully, they were clauses God used strictly, keeping them faithfully, he says, then you will prosper and have good success in everything you do. Hallelujah. James chapter 4, again, I trace that same thing. And it says, whoever looketh therein upon the perfect law of liberty, whoever looketh upon the perfect law of liberty and continueth steadfastly, if he is a faithful hearer, a faithful doer and not just a hearer, he will be prosperous in all his ways. Hallelujah. The word of God you are studying, first and foremost, edifies you inside. Edifies you. Builds your character, builds your potentials, builds up the potentials of God that have been given you as you received Christ. Hallelujah. It builds them. When you receive the Holy Ghost, those potentials are quickened. They are alive. So you are like an Android phone, for instance. When you study the Word of God, is when you are receiving, receiving apps into the phone that allow for different functionalities. And so now, an Android phone that you just bought today, even if it's an iPhone, it cannot do the same thing than I, like an iPhone or even an Android that someone has had for the past two days. Because more things have been installed into it than the other one. 
there are more functionalities. It has more capabilities. Hallelujah. The word of God quickens, or should I say, in expands, energizes those potentials that the Holy Spirit put or quickened in you at the moment of your salvation. When you were saved, the Holy Ghost quickened you. Quickened the possibilities unto academic success, unto deliverance, unto breakthrough, unto you can name it. When you receive the word of God, what happens there is that they become energized. Those potentials in you become energized. And so the need for studying the Bible personally and effectively doing so. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And the third reason, or the fourth reason now, effective witnessing. Effective witnessing. We study the Bible to witness effectively. Let's move to the middle of the matter now. You've known why you study. Now, when you prepare to study the Bible, how do you effectively study the Bible? How do you effectively study the Bible? Hallelujah. The first thing when you pick up your Bible to begin to study it, one, you must accept the Bible as being true. Accept the Bible as being true. If, as you are studying the Bible, I don't believe any of such is here, but they are those that have met. And because of their vast knowledge in other religious books, when you bring up scriptures to them, they tell you, eh, this scripture you are saying is true, but in the Quran, for instance, and in this other book, something of this nature has also been mentioned. Something of this likelihood has been also mentioned there. And in fact, the solution that is mentioned here is even better than what you see. Your Bible said was not conclusive on this matter. Hallelujah. When you are studying the Bible for the said reasons above, any of them, First and foremost, believe that what you are reading and the book you are reading, the letters that you are taking in, they are true. You're not reading the Bible as a history book. Oh, and my Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand till I make your enemies thy footstool. And you are loving the rhyme scheme in Psalms. It is not a ordinary poem or an ordinary song. When you are studying the Bible, when you are reading the Bible, first and foremost, you should know that the words you are reading, they are true. They are sacred and they, are, they should have importance to you. Hallelujah. When they have had importance to you, then everything that the Holy Ghost is interpreting or inspiring you as you are reading, it will not be difficult for you to believe them. Are we together? Everything that you are being inspired, while you are reading in the mind of or surrendering already it will not be difficult for you to believe them hallelujah the next thing you should also do is use scripture to interpret scripture let me explain that point 
Bible speaking says no scripture is of any private interpretation. We'll see that scripture as we go down. We've not gone there yet. Every, no scripture is of private interpretation, but all these holy men speak as they were inspired by God. But holy men speak as they were inspired by God. Don't use events to describe or explain the Bible. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Every description, every interpretation that the Bible has. Another thing that um, discourages people from studying the Bible is, or some books of the Bible is how they find it to be complex. For instance, the book of Romans. Oh, you have not read Romans yet. The day you read Romans, it will romance your brain. Hallelujah. When you study the Bible and you are finding um, difficulty in interpretation, hallelujah, the interpretation is not afar. The scripture there, it is a writer's, it's someone's conveyance, or someone is conveying something. I wish it together. Hallelujah. Somebody is conveying something. If you are to understand it properly, you have to read it. Thank you. If you are to understand it properly, you have to read it in its entirety. And so, a, a challenge we have is when, for instance, you're reading the book of Romans, and you start from 7, and I don't know how many of us used to do this in, in order to fulfill righteousness, and you say you want to read your Bible, you open the Bible, and where your eye jump is Romans chapter 9, verse 7. Many times God leads us that way, but many times we read it just so that we we'll know that we have read the Bible that day. Romans chapter 9, verse 7. And then you read Romans chapter 9, verse 7. And the interpretation of Romans chapter 9, verse 7, you would have understood clearly if you had started from 1 or if you had started from 6. Because it's a letter, a full letter that was broken into chapters and verses for our comprehension. Hallelujah. And after you have picked Romans chapter 6, verse 7, you will now go up there. Ooh, okay, okay. You will now go out and tell people, for instance, what Jesus said in Matthew about Titan when he was talking to the Pharisees and the scribes. And he told them, you... You allow people to pay tight, and then they despise more important matters. For instance, mercy and justice. But then, when it comes to tight, they actually paying their tight and giving alms. And then someone will read that particular verse and say, "Jesus is talking against tight. He's now saying that we should focus more attention on mercy and justice, and then forgo tight." Hallelujah. Then, if you read the whole context, you will now find that I said you would have done the two. Not neglecting anyone. Hallelujah. The scripture interprets the scripture. If ever you begin to study the Bible and you find that you are not understanding, go to the chapter before. Hallelujah. If the chapter before is not clear, go to the chapter before. If that one is not clear, change translations. Amen. And also in the subject of translations, I've been labeled for my time. So trans everything was broken into steps. I apologize. Effective Bible study is one of the biggest topics in basic. It's even 45 minutes that we are given, we can't finish it in that, in that time. Hallelujah. And so, even translations, you have to also be careful of the kind of translation you use. Hallelujah. In my experience, eh, King James is reference. is the baseline. Every other translation you use, every other translation I will meet, Message Bible, NIV, when I read them, I will still come to King James and see. Put them there and fix them. Hallelujah. 
I encountered a scripture one time in Proverbs chapter 18 that King James was saying something very different, or at least what I understood King James was saying was different from what other translations were saying. I don't know how many of you have seen that scripture. And a man, through desire, a man having separated himself, seeketh and intermeddled with all wisdom. In my mind, when I saw it in King James, I said, through desire. So you have to separate yourself from people and then seek and intermeddle with the kind of knowledge and understanding you're looking for. When I saw it in another translation, it, it was saying an entirely different thing. Hallelujah. But by proof of reliability and time and accuracy, well, King James is older after being translated from what it was before, is older and more reliable, I would say, than many other versions. So whatever version you are using, whatever reference or whatever scripture of version of scripture you are reading, please use King James as a reference point. Message Bible, good news, they are easier to read, yes. But have a King James Bible. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Multiple translations are very, very advisable when you are studying the Bible. Materials are also advisable when you are studying the Bible. Many times, they are summaries that people have actually done on, for instance, the book of Romans. They are summary work that people have done. They've studied the book of Romans, extracted every chapter, explained it by the Spirit of God. Now, I'm not just talking of theological work. I mean spirit-filled people. They've extracted it and prepared it by the Spirit of God, breaking down those scriptures. It is not a crime. It is not sin. If with the Bible, you're also reading those materials for understanding and clarity. Hallelujah. For understanding and clarity. So, I mentioned first, I said, if you are reading the Bible, believe the Bible to be true. Believe the Bible to be true. The second one I said, interpret scripture with scripture. When you are studying the Bible, go verse by verse. Go chapter by chapter. If a chapter you are reading is not clear, go to the one before that one. Hallelujah. And translations. Use of multiple translation is also very advisable. Use of multiple translation is also advisable. Number four thing. But the fifth thing you should also know now is when you are reading the Bible it is not written after the doctrine of men hallelujah it is not written after the doctrine of men many times when you study the Bible and you hear someone there's an apostle that does that clearly he says this is me speaking do it like this left for me alone this is how it would have been. Left for me alone. Stay like that without marriage. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Left for me alone. Stay without marriage. The Bible was not commanding you to stay without marriage. Paul, rather, was not commanding you to stay without marriage in the scriptural way we spoke that. Hallelujah. And also, you will find in the Bible again how people married two wives, three wives, four wives, and You've not encountered those kind of discussions in, in evangelism. You are preaching about Jesus and someone just says, Pastor, please, I want to ask you something. You know. um, this is your Bible. She, people married five wives. So how come you are now telling us not to marry? Did Jesus ever say, if you read your Bible, you'll find it, that he mentioned it. Hallelujah. 
The Bible is not after the doctrine of men. There was a doctrine at that time, the tradition of men. They could marry as many as they could. But when the Bible clearly defines something by its own doctrine, that is what a believer should follow. It's not, oh, this is how we used to do in our own family. It's right, eh? you should give three goods. And then they now tell you that three goods is for cleansing. It's a normal thing. They have been doing it. Ah, the Bible is not written after the doctrine of men. What is here in the book of Colossians, Colossians, I think, 2, when you begin to read it, it now mentions how is it that you who are free are still living like those who are enslaved. And he mentioned one thing that was very peculiar the element slaves to the elemental spirits of this world. And the only elemental spirit that came to my mind was I will not mention you, you know. Hallelujah. You drink it. Amen. And so many times people engage and mingle with these things, mingle with evil spirits by what they call tradition. But you see that scripture clearly predicates and defines what you should do and what you should not do. It's not by tradition, this is how we should do. A believer should not speak that way. That was one of the things that I was convicted while I was preparing for this. By um, This is how we traditionally do. I'm not saying you should not obey your traditions and norms. So, but there are things that the Bible actually draws as red flags. This one, don't do. Bowing to idols, don't do. Drinking, go and read your Bible and find out. Hallelujah. Amen. It's in your Bible. Even alcohol, that topic of alcohol that we say the Bible did not say. Read your Bible, you'll see it. Do not give wine to kings. Have you ever seen it before? Have you even heard it before? It's there. So when we said earlier that the Bible actually addresses everything, it is left for you to seek it out. Do you know why they will come and deceive you about the number of people that will go to heaven and not? Those are our guys. Do you know them? Mm. They will even tell you one time, I was shocked to my bone that Michael is Jesus. Michael and Jesus, they are the same person. You know Michael now? They are the same person. They brought Bible and shoot. They will bring it out and you they, don't. You, they give you to read. They are not. They are not the ones. Who, you will read it by yourself, and they will conclude, teach you that this is what is right, and it's because you have not been reading your own. And so, anyone that comes with false doctrine, anyone that anyone that comes to, you will easily be swayed. Hallelujah. If you grow as a believer, effective. Let me not even remove effective first. If you grow as a believer, you will have to have cultivated that appetite. It starts with an appetite. You will have to cultivate the appetite for studying and knowing the word of God for yourself. Hallelujah. You see, spiritual growth is not only it will not last. You will deceive me. Deceive me, maybe you'll not deceive others, but you will fool me. What do I know? You will fool me well. But when you go back to your house and sit down, you will know that if they do like this, nothing will come out. Hallelujah. If you will be strong, both now and after you have left the university, if you will be strong at friends in level 100 and you will stay till your final year in Aquaman State University, even after you have left here, friends, there is something that God has prepared and given us an instrument for our edification an instrument for our support and strength and one of those there are many one of them is the word of God Peter was speaking and he said desire the sincere milk of the word of God that you will grow thereby 
growing is not the same thing as flying. God's servant often says that many of us pick up and we fly. You have not gained sufficient stature. You have not gained the ability. Most of us, the challenge we are having is when we see people online and what they are doing. And most of them are not, are not that old. They are young men of God. And then they encourage us about the power of God, which is not wrong. They encourage us about the move of God. But you will now um, probe and find out this minister that you are seeing that are telling us pray 20 hours. If they tell you how many hours they spend to study the word of God, your knee will weak. One said he studied 20 hours. Like 20 hours was the least he has studied. One time, 20 hours. But they do 50 days prayer. 50 days. Hallelujah. Prayer will help you, yes. But what study and prayer will keep you? Hallelujah. I learned something in my level 100. Thank God for the people I came to meet at the time. I learned something in my level 100. And that was the time that we were beginning to be introduced into spiritual things. Like I said, I have told you before, the background I came from, if you speak in tongues and you are not a pastor and you are not sure that you are speaking in tongues, shut up. If you know you are not sure, just keep quiet. Eh? Don't even do it. In fact, don't even do it so that you will not be, you will not be not sure. And so when I came to Chapel of Praise, God was opening our eyes. Thank God for basic and the likes of the teachers we had, Sunday school teachers, and we began to saw, we began to listen to messages. We began to go for night prayer. We will pray, we will pray, we will pray, we will pray, we will pray. You will pray and you will see. You will see. And because of what you have seen, you will pray. There was one prayer that me I stopped going for because of seeing too much. You are praying and maybe you mistakenly open your eye and you'll be seeing things moving around. Ah, I just say, I've been managing it since, but after a while, I just say, Lord, I'm not doing it again. I don't want to have You come back and after the prayer, you come and sit down. They are still, hallelujah. So, what to help you, eh? If you are just soaring into the spirit, God's covenant has mentioned it before. If you are going there without a compass to navigate you, You've read that in the Gideon's Bible before. It is the traveler's compass. Gideon's Bible, that small Bible we have. Yes, they were not. I don't know what they saw when they when they wrote that in, but they were not lying. If you enter that place without compass, you will become a juju priest. Yes. Because you see things when you have prayed in the spirit, you are opened up. The Holy Ghost is helping you. Without direction and the wisdom that the word of God gives you, you likely make mistakes. You will likely veer into corruption. This is for people that even pray, you know. If you are someone that does not even pray at all, you have you have issue. You have very big issue. Go and search for your life. Because if you are not praying and you are not studying the word of God and you are here, what is happening is that the grace of God is coming. When you graduate and leave, forget your answer. Open. Hallelujah. You will be in trouble unless something is still covering you. Prayers are being made and you are hiding somewhere. Yes, it's good. It's very, very good. But also have stamina and stature because what God desires is that everyone that ever comes to him will become his fullness. 1 Corinthians 3 verse 18 And we behold as through a looking glass the glory of God 
and we are transformed into that glory. He has never called anyone to look and remain at looking. He calls you to look and transit into what you are looking at. Hallelujah. Are we together? And so from your level 100, you are now in 200 and you have not seen any notable difference in your life and you have been in chapel of praise. When you go home this night, in fact, as we'll be praying in a few minutes, I'd like you to begin to cry to God, Father, this is not how I'm supposed to be. You may be winning now on a frontier, but thank God for the introduction. When your whole life is being collected together, you will see how grossly deficient you are. You may be winning now, but you don't know who and who are praying for you and what and what is covenant keeping you because you have entered the covenant of chapel of grace. You are in an ark. When your time here has finished and you leave and then you now have free expression to mingle yourself with things because you hadn't developed the discipline, you hadn't developed the time to build yourself in the things that you should abuse them when you were a young man. Every young man should bear his burden at the time of youth. Now that you are in the university, give yourself, friends, to the ministry of the word and prayer and study your books. So that when you leave this place after you are out, you will find stature. You will see have stamina. You are not reading the Bible because you want to preach. These are things we would have touched. You are not reading the Bible because you want to go and display somewhere. You are reading it for your own good. When that is the fundamental knowledge you have, you will begin to see good success. Hallelujah. If it were only for preaching, I would not want to stand here. In fact, the way I like that, let me just stay somewhere there. Hallelujah. If it were only for that, don't call me. But when you take this book and you begin to read, oh, the joy that fills my soul. And even scriptures that you have read before, I pray for you that you have the encounter of the Spirit. By encounter, I don't mean you are ruling or you are, or you are speaking in tongues. I mean, when you take the word of God and you read, you have joy in studying the Bible. That's the encounter I'm talking about. You have satisfaction that you pick the word and you read. That's what I'm talking about. Because there are people here under the sound of my voice who are under an affliction that you can't study it. When you pick it up to read, you don't feel comfortable. Eh? You don't feel comfortable reading the Bible. You don't feel comfortable reading the Bible. Such affliction is breaking tonight. Such affliction is breaking tonight. In the name of Jesus, we pray. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Hallelujah. The theme for today's Bible studies was actually twofold effective Bible studies and heaven at last. Hallelujah. Effective Bible studies and heaven at last. We are in the world now. You are in Aksu now. You are in Nigeria now. You will not remain in Nigeria always. There are things you are complaining about. There are things, all of us, we are all burdened by these same complaints. We are all burdened by the same economy. We are all burdened by the same challenges and problems. But as believers in Christ, you should know in front of your mind. Don't keep it back. Keep it in front that a time will come where our Lord Jesus and the one with whom we have hope in, he will return again. And so, many who believe then will be found wanting at that time. Is the truth. It's not prayer. Many who believe now will be found wanting at that time that he will return. Many who are fervent now in prayer 
when Jesus comes again, they will not find stance in him. Many who are faithful now. And so God even, Jesus even asked one time and he said, if the master returns, will he find faith in the earth? He, that question suggests that there was faith at the time the master left. But when he comes, will he still find it there? Let your commitment to God not just be because of now or because of what you can receive. One of the things you learned last week, you're not serving God just for the blessing of the reward. You're not coming to Bible study just because you don't know what to do. Let there be a goal that you are pressing on to, the higher calling, the higher calling. And so your Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday will not just be meaningless days of the week that just fly past. They will be days that you are living in anticipation of something. Every day of your life, you are anticipating something big, something big, something big. That day is coming, that day is coming. And so even when I have lost consciousness of it, as I go back again, into my place of intimacy, into the place of prayer, into the place of word study. That consciousness is awakened again. Heaven is the goal. Heaven is the place we are headed for. And you will find your Christianity being molded and you guard it. Because, oh, many of us seated here are not guarding our salvation. We are carrying it like this. But the Bible intentionally said, guard it with diligence. Hallelujah. God will help us in action. God will help us in the world where we, we are. Can we be on our feet? Keep me here where all I want is just you, Lord. Keep me here where all I seek is your way. Study that you edify 
edify me, that I will be edified, that what you have put in me, Lord Jesus, will begin to have strength, that I will not just be a teacher of the word by mouth alone or by words alone, I will not just be a preacher of the word by words alone, I will not just be a singer by words alone, I will not just be a minister by words alone, Lord Jesus, that the things you have put in me, they will to manifestation as I give myself to the ministry of the word and of prayer as I give myself to the ministry of the word and of prayer I know I am called to that ministry and it's not just preachers even I am called to that ministry Jesus help me I've neglected that place I've neglected that place Jesus help me tonight help me tonight Jesus help me tonight help me tonight Jesus help me tonight let all I want be you let all I want be you let all I need be you let all I need be you Help me to see that my success, even money, is in you. Help me to see that even marriage is in you. Help me to see that that good job I'm pursuing now is in you. Help me, Jesus, to see it. Help me, Jesus, to see it. For there is a wisdom that is in the Word of God. There is a wisdom that is in the Word of God. And if a man is careful enough to seek out that wisdom, every other thing in his life will be plain. Every other thing will be simple. And the path that he will follow will be straightforward. Lord Jesus, help me, help me, help me. As I leave this place now, Lord Jesus, let that sensitivity come for the Bible. Let that sensitivity come for prayer. Let that sensitivity come to study. Let that sensitivity come to seek you in your word, to seek you in prayer, to seek you in your word and in prayer. Let that sensitivity come, Jesus. Let that sensitivity come. Peranila 
Tela Zilaba, a Pai Sandela in Kambat Ila Brandi Doza. You have not been able to obey the knowledge of the Spirit before now. The grace of God is here now. The grace of God is here now. Convicting you to obedience. Convicting you to obedience. The power of God is here now to fight that disobedient spirit within you. To fight that disobedient spirit within you. To fight that weak spirit within you. You want to pray, but you are finding yourself sleeping. The power of God is here now to envelop you. That when you stand to pray, it shall not be you who prays. When you take your Bible to study, it shall not be you who studies. But as you are studying, you are being enriched. As you are growing, you are growing in strength. As you are going, you are growing in strength. The power of God is here now. The power of God is here now. And it is seeking those who are desiring, who are desiring, who are desiring to be faithful in the world, who are desiring to be faithful in prayer. That's who the power of God is looking for. That's who the power of God is looking for. Someone who will say, I've not been doing it, but Lord Jesus, I want to start now. Give me grace. Someone who will say, I've intended to, but my intention has not come, come in, come, become my action. My intention has not been converted to my action. Lord Jesus, tonight, I am willing. 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 The power of God is available unto chapel of praise to quicken every weak man. The power of God is available unto chapel of praise to quicken everyone that has just been casual about the things of the Spirit. The power of God is available now to quicken everyone that has just been receiving the word, but they have never been faithful doers. The power of God is here now to quicken you. The power of God is here to quicken your mind, to quicken your intelligence, your intellect, to quicken your thinking, to quicken your thoughts, to even change your perception. The power of God is here to change your passions. Is someone praying?
how will it look like if every Tuesday I'm in church every Wednesday I am in extra generation every Thursday I am in choir practice every Friday I'm in miracle service Saturday I'm in choir practice Saturday morning, I even go for quiet evangelism. I preach in my department. Under rain and in church, Sunday I'm again. And at the end, I suffer again in hell. Hell is real. Heaven is real. Why not you live a balanced life? Why not study the Bible? pray and seek the face of God. Why are you mad? No church. No new training you. Live a balanced life. Have the Holy Spirit as your senior partner. Let the Bible lead you always. I beg you, if you want to miss any place, don't miss heaven. If you have missed any appointment, don't miss rapture. Heaven is real. He said, if you are lukewarm, I will spew you out. If you have ever missed a meal, don't miss the supper, the marriage supper with the Lamb. Heaven is real. What are you really doing?
it is it that thing you don't know you are afraid of the forthcoming exams study the word what is that thing that you cannot get the answer study the word your eyes shall be opened i mean your spiritual eye or you call it the third eye you will not see things again in the eyes of your knowledge you will not see things again in the eyes the way the world sees it you will see it as jesus wants you to see it when you study the word you will not see your destiny the way your parents see it calls your name even mama sees it you will see your destiny as god sees it as he has programmed it for you study the word read the bible get closer pray sing psalms and you see god speaking to you expressly and i'm giving you answers to everything instantly immediate answer and you say of the truth
that is where all the solution of this life is. I surrender all. is spirit and life. If you read, you will be the brother in the spirit. You will be the spirit sister in the spirit because the Holy Spirit alone shall direct your path and you shall walk and that is how you shall shine brighter and brighter till the expected end. Oh, sing it for the last time. Give him your heart. Give him your time. Don't know what you're surrendering to God. Any problem you're facing now, surrender. Go back home, read the word. If you have written down why you study the Bible, follow. For in it, the Bible, that is solution. to John 1. He will not fail you. In any of his word you hold on. As I call sir, Pastor David passes to pray for us. of our lives that were written in ignorance, that were written in carelessness, that were written in sin. We ask that you will have mercy upon us tonight in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. The Bible says, no one said Jesus is Lord but by the Holy Ghost. And no one speaking by the Spirit calls the Christ accost. Therefore, sweet spirit of the living God, we ask that you bring us to the place of fellowship in the study of the word, in prayers, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, that the eyes of our understanding will be enlightened, that our eyes will be anointed with eyes salves, that every moment we shall open the scripture we shall encounter Jesus in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. That any time we shall encounter the scripture, we will grow up in stature. 
to the measure of the perfect and the full man in Christ. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. We ask that you release upon us an outpour of your spirit. The spirit of prayer. That will keep us perpetually in the place of seeking you. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. We ask, O oh God, that you will help us. That everyone under the sound of my voice, whose personal life is dragging, whose study life is wearied out, whose prayer altar has been turned to chaff, I ask, O oh Lord, that tonight there will be a revival. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. That tonight you will touch us again with fresh coals of fire from your altar. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. That unsatiable hunger for you. That unsatiable desire to know you more and more. I ask in the mighty name of Jesus that the same will be imparted upon us. In the name of Jesus Christ. Henceforth. When you will open the Bible, receive understanding. In the mighty name of Jesus, receive light and truth. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. As you lift up your voice to stand before him in the place of prayer, I ask that the presence of the Lord will envelop you. In the mighty name of Jesus, that the glory of the Lord will come upon you mightily. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray that you will be edified. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray that you will be defended. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, I pray that as you shall open the word of God, that you will be built up and you will be preserved unto eternity. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Even as we shall be departing from this place tonight, Holy Spirit, we ask that you quicken us unto everything that we have been taught tonight. Do it and through us that that only you can do. That at the end of our sojourn here on earth, you would welcome us to that grand ceremony. And we will hear from you, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Enter into my rest. I pray that no one under the sound of my voice and none who has heeded to this teaching tonight will be found wanting. In the mighty name of Jesus, the sins of our past and every of such struggle that easily besets us tonight, that hold of Satan is broken. In the mighty name of Jesus, I decree you are going out from this place victorious. You are returning from this place in the power of the Spirit. And henceforth you shall live triumphant. So shall it be. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ we have prayed. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. The communion of the Holy Spirit. Rest and abide with us now and forevermore. Amen and surely. All the days of our lives, we shall dwell in the presence of the Lord forever and ever. Amen.